When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitchList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is the last day of our series covering all 30 MLB teams. There are starting rotations, and it's the Washington Nationals. <laughs> oh, man. Um, First and foremost, thank you all so much for listening to all of these podcasts. Uh, it's been really helpful for me to be this diligent going through every single rotation. I generally do anyway and review them, but to do so in such a manner has been very effective for me and also really easy for me to go back and remember things I wrote about them. So I hope a lot of you will be zooming through these podcasts like in February and March. A lot of the same things will apply. Uh, But really, thank you all so much for the support. I've been hearing from you guys on Twitter um, about them as well. And I hope you stick around through the regular season as these are Monday through Friday regular season. That said... I'm not going to be doing many more of these in the preseason, so February is going to be a little bit off for the Plus Pitch podcast, but in uh, March, I'll be coming back here and there for little tidbits, but nothing major there, but let's get to it. Patrick Corbin is the first one. He went 6-19 last year across 152 innings, 631 ERA, 170 whip, 18% K rate, and a 7% walk rate. I spent more time than I should have trying to just figure out what the heck happened. What really happened to Patrick Corbin since 2019? It's not the fastball velocity, I'll tell you that. He was up to 92.5 the past two seasons. And you can even make an argument that he is better when the fastball velocity is lower. But I think what I found was just plain and simple. His slider doesn't get whiffs like it used to. And when your fastball isn't that good, you need your slider to be so dang elite for you to actually succeed at a high level. When your slider is good and not elite, well, it's not that great of a season. I do want to emphasize one thing, though. Patrick Corbin is the laughing stock, right? He is the one in the majors that we all say, what a man, what a pitcher. And he was beneficial for your fantasy teams in one-third of the game he started. It's not like 10% of the time, 20% or something. 33%, actually technically 35% of the starts that Patrick Corbin made in 2022 were beneficial. And the reason I'm saying that is because it's not so far off for Patrick Corbin to actually be beneficial for your fantasy teams, actually being fantasy relevant. Obviously, it would mean that his slider needs to be legitimately good again for you to have any sort of faith in a given night. But it's not the worst thing ever for Patrick Corbin to have, or it's not the worst chance ever for him to succeed on a given night. That's all I am going to say about that. All right. 
I don't buy Patrick Corbin actually having the renaissance, but at least he has the velocity of his fastball, and if he can get those slider whips back up to 25% swing strike rates like it used to be instead of 18%, well, there you go. Uh, Mackenzie Gore, though, is probably the one that people are going to be most interested in. Actually, there might be one other guy, maybe two others. I know this is kind of crazy. Two others that are actually guys we will roster this year. I don't know. That's going to be after the break, but... Mackenzie Gore, 4-4 four four record, 70 innings, 4.5 ERA, 1-4-7 whip, 23% K rate, 12% walk rate, all for the Padres last year. Then he got traded in the Juan Soto deal. This reminded me a lot of the Josiah Gray deal the previous year. We'll talk about him in a second. But that was a case where he was blocked into the rotation and then had this clear opening now with the Nationals. I was really excited about that. Mackenzie Gore was dealing with elbow inflammation at the time. Never made it back to the majors, however... He did have four rehab starts in AAA that you should know about and that he was healthy. He was fine. He's ready to go. He wanted to make it back in time, but they took it slow on purpose because it was the Nationals. What's the rush? How good is Mackenzie Gore, though? He was a guy that was mentioned for so long. And my whole joke was that D.L. Hall is better than Mackenzie Gore, which may still actually be true, may not. But that was me not being a prospect guy, kind of being a tongue-in-cheek thing. But Mackenzie Gore's fastball is not that good. And that's a problem. He throws it about 60% of the time. He goes with curveball and slider otherwise for the most part. Sometimes change up. But the curveball I like, but it's not commanded right quite yet. The slider has really good shape, but again, not commanded right. The four-seamer, that command isn't there. Hey, what do you know? Command is the big issue for Mackenzie Gore. <laughs> I do think that over time, Mackenzie Gore will find his groove. That that apparently was the thing in the minor leagues that Gore excelled at, was that he had command of four pitches. Fastball, curveball, slider, changeup. And he never really got into that rhythm. So it's possible he does. It's possible that the fastball is better than the sub-10% swing strike rate that we saw. But as of right now, Mackenzie Gore doesn't look too amazing. Uh, he had moments, but even watching that game with Twitch... Uh, that is the game against the Brewers. He didn't look that amazing. And I, I'm i kind of out on Mackenzie Gore. I, I was actually kind of saying, oh my gosh, he shouldn't be outside the top 400. He shouldn't have been in NFBC uh, draft champions. But still, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going after him in my 12-team leagues. Josiah Gray, I'm not doing that either. Really, the, the whole story here is that his slider is super good against righties. Not good against lefties because he goes with his curveball instead and the curveball is way inconsistent. While the four-seamer allows way too many home runs. And uh, in chat here, uh, we were talking about it. Apparently it's a dead zone uh, fastball, which means it's just exactly where you don't want to put. Uh, sorry, it's it's movement of fastballs that are just not good. It's only good for the hitters. So fortunately, that's the case for Josiah Gray. allows too many home runs. I don't really see him overcoming that. Uh, that means both his curveball and slider need to be to be that good, and they're not. Just a slider against right-handers. Not as good against left-handers. The curveball isn't good enough. I don't want to chase that. I'm just not interested in it. Sorry, Josiah Gray. Uh, The last uh, couple guys here, I mean, I do want to go into it. I think there are some interesting ones. There's one that's going to start that is just, oh boy, this is going to be horrendous, but we'll get to those after this break. Fads come and go and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization 
so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Trevor Williams, yeah, he has a starting job for the Nationals. He's the number four. Like, it's clear Trevor Williams is the number four. Last year, he pitched a lot with the Mets. About 90 innings, 321 ERA, 123 whip, 23% K rate, 6% walker. You think, hey, maybe this is actually a sleeper. No. Oh, no, 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 no. His four-seamer is decent. That's the best I'll give it. Sinker, not so much. Four-seamer is decent. Slider and curve both return sub-50% strike rates against right-handers. Remember, breaking balls are the ones that are supposed to perform well. They're supposed to be good pitches against the same handedness. They were sub-50% strike rates. Change-up, that's supposed to be the nullifier for the opposite handedness. Sub-40% strike rate. Guys, we're looking for 60% strike rates. 60%. That's all we need. 60%. Sub-40% on this change-up. Trevor Williams, get it together. So yeah, the uh, the four-seamer was really good against righties last year, but it actually was terrible against lefties. And that's it. That's Trevor Williams. Why? This, there's no way he goes 321 ERA 123 whip again with a four, uh, 16% K minus walk rate. Get out of here. I guarantee you somebody is going to do this with... Starting pitchers with 80 innings and a K-minus walk rate above 16%, right? I bet you you're going to see this. Uh, and, like, you're going to see Trevor Williams in some group. Everyone's going, whoa, this is crazy. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It, it, it shouldn't have happened. Four-seam overperformed against righties. There you go. Um... What's actually interesting are two prospects, um, and before I even get to them, I feel like I need to get everybody else just out of the way. Um, so first, there's Paulo Espino, who threw 113 innings, an 0-9 record. <laughs> Poor guy. I mean, how do you like do anything when you have an 0-9 record? How do you like get out of bed? 4-8-4 ERA, 137 whip, 19% K rate. There was a time in 2021 that Paulo Espino was something to actually stream maybe that's the best that's the nicest thing i can say now he's not he does have a decent pair of breakers and slider and curveball but they don't let him go more than 80 pitches and it's a really bad fastball and so on and so forth you want don exists and i remember the end of 2021 i thought hey not a bad looking curveball and that fastball comes in hard well guess what um last year you want don held a seven percent sub seven percent swing strike around the four seamer and a 16% CSW on the curveball against right-handers. Yeah. Oh, no. That is, yeah, no. Um, left-handers are also really bad. So, Yoana Don, absolutely not. Um, Steven Strasburg exists. I feel like I'm doing a roast. Steven Strasburg is here. <laughs> he hasn't pitched 32 innings since 2019. That's combined. 
across 2020, 2021, and 2022. He's had fewer than 32 innings combined. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I don't expect anything about from Steven Strasburg. I, I hope that if he does come back, he's throwing more than 90-91 than as he was during his injured last three years. He was throwing about 94-plus in 2019. Change him and curve used to be these elite pitches. I mean, that's what you're looking for, but I have no expectation here. Sure, why not take him as their last pick of your 12-team receive? He's alive in spring training, but yeah, I don't have any expectation. But then you've got the two interesting ones that I've been promising this entire podcast. So the first one is Cade Cavalli. He had an MLB debut um, last year, and he boasted 95-96 mile per hour heat with a kind of an interesting curveball. Um, and a solid changeup, and he had a shoulder injury that shut him down. It was nothing too major. It was discomfort. There was no surgery or anything. They don't have a number five right now, the Nationals. Like, it could be just Cade Cavalli. Maybe that works. I don't know. Maybe he has a really good spring. This is something to look at. Uh, in, in spring, is Cade Cavalli looking good? Is it low walk rates? Is he getting strikeouts? Like, what's the K-minus walk rate for Cade Cavalli in spring training? Seriously, I am so curious about that. There is one other, and I know nothing about him, really, Thad Ward. And the Nationals acquired him in the Rule 5 draft from the Red Sox, which kind of means he has to be on the 40-man roster, from my understanding. Um, Thad Ward had this long journey back from Tommy John. He had a good 2019 season. has been trying to climb back to repeat it. And he made... A few starts in triple A, sorry, double A to end the season. It was about 15 innings, and he had 24 strikeouts, something like that, 23-24. His breaker looked good in the video that I saw. He had like a 10-strikeout game. Uh, apparently, his fastball's improved. He had a good AFL before he was shut down with side soreness, but he should be good to go entering 2023, good enough that the Nationals acquired him after the AFL in the, in the Rule 5 draft. So maybe Thad Ward shows up in the spring, dominates, and the Nationals are like, yeah, what the heck, Thad Ward, you're our number five. <laughs> I mean, who else is going to be the number five, right? Uh, maybe, you know, it's it's January 13th, I'm recording this then, and I'm putting this out on January 31st, maybe between then, the Nationals acquire somebody uh, to be an innings guy for them, maybe like Mike Miner or something like that, I don't know, but man... These are two names, at least I'm curious to just to see what happens. I'll be looking at them for my 12-teamers when they do get the opportunity, and it might be one of those things like, oh, hi, I'm, I'm curious that you exist, but I don't have any expectations whatsoever. Um, otherwise, that is it. Thank you so much uh, for for really listening through the entire uh, entire 30 podcasts. As a token of my thanks, um, I want to give you guys um, a, a lovely discount. As you know, PL Pro um, is out right now, and uh, you can pre-order it. Um, it'll eventually go live uh, February 7th. Um, if you don't know pre- PL Pro, uh, PL Pro is where we're going to be offering all of our fantasy tools. Um, so we have an auction draft calculator. We have a live draft assistant tool as well. Um, that is an Excel spreadsheet and uses our PLV projections. Um, also, will include DFS projections in season, weekly fantasy projections, 
to help with your weekly leagues as well as a fantasy player raider um, for your daily choices. Uh, I'm going to be yelling every day at PL Bots picks as I make my streaming picks. Uh, so we're really excited about this, and those that pre-order it um, will get a PL Pro mug. And also, if you pre-order with code uh, plus pitch, um, you'll get an extra forty dollars off. So uh, definitely go and do that as a token of my thanks for sticking through this the entire way through. Uh, I'm look- looking forward to a fantastic season with all of you. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babbits be low and your strikeouts high.